In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the first Sunday of the month of Misra, and we read in the uh, Gospel reading about the parable of the wicked vine dressers. These were vine dressers who were employees of the master and the owner of the vineyard, who were set in place in the vineyard to take care of it and tend it while the master was away. And then when it came time for the harvest, the master sent servants to the vine dressers so that they could give him a portion of the harvest and the fruit. And yet they mistreated the servants that were sent and ended up casting them out. Finally, the, the vine dresser or the, the vineyard owner, he sent his own son to them and, he, and they took him and they killed him um, as well. And we, we read this parable and the Lord gave this parable to give uh, a message and, and, a, and a sign to the Pharisees of that this is what the people of Israel had done all throughout their history. That God had sent them prophets, that he had sent them all these people to give them messages of warning, messages of rebuke, of how they were living their life, to ask of them of the fruit um, of their own life. And yet when it came time, they rejected all those prophets. And then finally in the last days, he sent his only son to them and they would also to kill him and to um, reject him. So the Lord gave this parable to the people so that they would understand themselves by, by watching and listening to this story that he was giving to them. So we can ask ourselves this question of who is this faithful steward? The steward is the person who is set in place to take care of something that doesn't belong to them. We are stewards in many things that God gives us. All the things actually that the Lord has given us, we do not actually own them. They don't belong to us even our own bodies, but these are gifts that the Lord has given to us and he asks us to be good stewards, to be faithful, to take care of them according to his rules, according to his ways, according to his timing. And instead of claiming that we ourselves are the owners and to decide how we will choose to live our life apart from God and yet to follow his commandments. So what are some of the characteristics of the faithful steward who takes care of the things of God and then returns, to go, returns them to God in the due time? The first characteristic of a faithful steward is someone who is faithful regardless of the circumstances. Sometimes we are placed in situations where we compromise our faith, where we compromise our standards because we are put in a situation that is very stressful or very difficult. And in those situations, we find it easy to fall into sin. We find it easy for temptation to overcome us. We find it easy for us to make compromises and yet even in these situations, a faithful steward should remain faithful. A good example of this is Joseph the Righteous. When he was sold into being a slave, when he was a prisoner, after he was betrayed by his brother, he was continually treated unfairly. And when he was given the opportunity to sin with Potiphar's wife, Joseph, he said this, how then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? He saw himself as still being a servant of God. He didn't blame God for the situation he was in, the fact that he was a slave. He didn't blame his brothers. He didn't blame anyone. And yet, even in the midst of the stress and the difficult situation that his life had taken, he still considered himself to be a servant of God and that his number one goal was to remain faithful to God in the midst of all of these challenges. How easy is it for us to give ourselves excuses for sin whenever we are under stress and under pressure? We can learn from Joseph the righteous that a faithful steward is faithful regardless of the circumstances. Also, a faithful steward is faithful everywhere he goes. He is not faithful only when he is with the other group of Christians or other group of believers or when he is in the church. A faithful steward is faithful even when he is surrounded by people that have very opposite beliefs, have very different beliefs. Even beliefs that, that, that maybe when they would look at us and they would see our faithfulness, they would mock us. 
and they would see us as being unreasonable or they would see us as being um, backwards. Example of this is Daniel the prophet. Daniel, he was taken into exile, him and his three friends. Um, the Jews had been commanded by God to have a certain diet. They would only eat certain kinds of food. And yet the king of Babylon had decided that Daniel and his friends, because they seemed like um, capable men, that they would be given the food of the king so that they would be trained for a period of time um, to grow in knowledge and understanding and health so that they would serve the king. And so they were offered the food of the king for them to eat in order for them to grow and, and be healthy during this time. And yet the food that they were offered, Daniel could not eat it and neither could his friends because it was against the commandment of God. So again, Daniel in this situation, he could have said, you know what, there is no one here but us. There is no one here to judge us for our decisions. There's no one here to see the, the decisions that we're making. So we might as well compromise for our own sake to save ourselves. Because if we stand up to the king and to his servants and tell them, no, we will not eat of the food that you have given us, who knows what they will do to us. But the, the Daniel said what? It says, Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Daniel stood up to this, and in the end, he was allowed to eat vegetables, and he was allowed to eat the foods that he could eat, and the Lord actually blessed his obedience by making him to be even healthier looking than all of the other servants, all the other people who had also been taken into captivity. So a faithful steward is faithful everywhere, not just faithful when the eyes of people are upon him or her, faithful even when we are alone, faithful in our thoughts, faithful in everything that we do, regardless of what uh, consequence there might be, regardless of who is around us. Another characteristic of a faithful steward is someone who is faithful to the very end. It is easy sometimes for us to do the right thing for a short period of time. We can, we can follow the commandments of God for a short period of time. If we try to pray, maybe we can find one day or two days we are very consistent and, and stable in our prayer. If we try to read the Bible, maybe we can do that for a short period of time. But a person who is a faithful steward is faithful for their entire life. Faithful to the very end. Not faithful only at the beginning of the journey and then somewhere in the middle of the journey, you know, maybe our, our energy peters out, our focus, our, 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 our zeal, our desire. And so we find ourselves kind of falling away and not continuing in the path that we started. An example of someone who was faithful to the very end despite so many uh, challenges and difficulties and problems is Moses the prophet. You know, Moses was leading this group of very stubborn and obstinate people, people that numbered in the millions, and he was just one man. And he was leading them out of Egypt and into the wilderness. And then during this time in the wilderness, he suffered so many uh, setbacks and challenges with them that even though they had just seen the glory of God, that even though he had just parted the Red Sea for them and they passed over, and even though he gave them bread from heaven and water from a rock, and he didn't allow th their clothes to wear out while they were wandering in the wilderness and all the blessings that God gave them, and yet they continued to complain against Moses, against God the whole time. And even when Moses went up on the mountain to receive the Ten Commandments, he came down to find what? That all of the Israelites had been worshiping a golden calf, and they were saying, this is the God who brought you out of Egypt. And Moses was so angry that he took the tablets that he had received from God, the top tablets of the Ten Commandments, and he threw them on the ground and destroyed them out of his anger for what he saw. So Moses had to contend with these people and to be patient with them for a very, very long time. 
And, 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 and Moses cried out to God many times, saying, these people you have given me are too much for me. These people you have given me, they don't listen, they don't follow. And yet Moses never stopped. He never gave up. He never said, you know what, I'm leaving. This is not for me. I don't need these people. I'm just going to go off on my own and live on my own and worship God on my own and be faithful and obedient to God. These people are dragging me down. These people are keeping me from growing. And oftentimes we look at the people around us who are maybe struggling or suffering or um, have some kind of weakness. We look at them and we say, these people are dragging me down. These people are not keeping me from excelling, from growing. And we don't see that maybe God actually has placed them in our life for a reason. God maybe has placed them in our life so that we could grow in patience and love and mercy and compassion. And God has placed us in their lives as maybe a way of support and encouragement and, and strength for them to grow. God actually gave Moses the opportunity to leave the people. And he told what? It says what in Exodus chapter 32? It says, And the Lord said to Moses, I have seen this people, and indeed it is a stiff-necked people. Now therefore let me alone that my wrath may, not, may burn hot against them, and I may consume them, and I will make of you a great nation. So God was giving him the, the option, saying, you what? Get away from them, I will destroy them, and I will bring you a whole completely different people. These, the new people are going to be better than these people. This is what God is telling, saying to him. Then Moses pleaded with the Lord his God and said, Lord, why does your wrath burn hot against your people whom you have brought out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? Turn from your fierce wrath and relent from this harm to your people. And then it says, so the Lord relented from the harm which he would to do to his people. Even though these people were a constant source of stress for him and struggle, and yet Moses, out of his faithfulness, because he was faithful to the very end, he protected them, he interceded for them, and through his prayers, actually, God did not destroy them. So this is another uh, example and characteristic of the faithful steward, someone who is faithful to the end, someone who doesn't quit when things get difficult, someone who continues and perseveres and endures. Another example of the faithful steward and characteristic is someone who is faithful even when they are rejected. The perfect example of this is Samuel the prophet. Samuel was placed uh, as a prophet by God among the people. And during the time of him being the judge or the leader of the people, at that time, um, the Israelites had no king. This was before the era of the kings. And the people looked at the other nations around them who all had kings and all had a system of laws and government. Um, that was structured a certain way. And the people called out to God and said, God, give us a king. We want a king. And so from the perspective of Samuel, right, Samuel was their leader at the time. So they actually rejected Samuel as being their leader and went to God and said, give us a king. We want someone else to be our leader. It says in 1 Samuel chapter 8, Then all the elders of the Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah and said to him, Look, you are old. And your sons do not walk in your ways. Now make us a king to judge us like all the nations. We can imagine maybe if we were in the perspective of Samuel, we were, we were in his position, the first thoughts that would come to our mind is, you are not, you're not thankful for any of the things that I've done for you. You're not thankful for all those prayers I offered to you. You're not thankful for all the times that, I, uh, that, that the Lord spoke to me to, to speak to you. you, are, you who, who are you compared to me? I'm the one who was chosen as a prophet by God from even the time when I was a child. Right? Many times when we experience rejection by those people that we are serving, that we are helping, that we are giving all that we can to, our first reaction is anger, uh, maybe a feelings of revenge, 
feeling of being unappreciated. Why is it that you are treating me this way, even though I have offered you and given you everything that can be given? And yet, Samuel remained faithful to them, and he continued to pray for them. And even though he, ha he had not become the, the, the ruler anymore, and he actually was the one to anoint uh, Saul to be the king uh, and, uh, after, after his uh, leadership, and yet Samuel continued to remain with the people, continued to love the people, continued to serve them, continued to offer himself to them, to pray for them, and to obey God with all matters regarding them, even till the end of his life. So this is a very important characteristic of a faithful steward. It's someone who is faithful even when they are rejected. Someone who is serving God, not serving in order to receive praise from the people. Not because they want to get something out of it. Not something for themselves. But they see that God has placed me in a certain position of leadership or authority or responsibility. And so I will continue faithfully to do this service, to do this work that I am doing in the eyes of God this is to be praised, not because I receive appreciation from people, even if I am rejected. This is the life of a faithful steward. Another example or characteristic of a faithful steward is someone who is faithful even while they are in great need. Even while they are in great need. The example that comes to mind is the widow whom the Lord Christ uh, pointed out in the temple who was giving the two mites uh, which is all the money that she had as a donation to the temple. And he said to the people there, he said, see all of these very wealthy people that are putting in all of this money and then compare them to this one poor woman who is giving only these two copper coins to the donation uh, for the temple. And he said, this woman is giving more than all of the others because they gave out of their wealth, but she is giving out of her poverty absolutely everything that she had. And so this woman who was giving this gave it why because she knew that the command of god of tithing she knew that he that, that the lord had commanded that that the people tithe this woman not only tithed but she gave well well above even the tithe and she did it sincerely and wholeheartedly um, out of a, a love to god and a service for the people and so the lord looked at her and praised her for what is it that she did she did it even while she was in need sometimes our decisions to give our decisions to tithe and not just to tithe money but even to give of our time to other people who need it is very much dependent on how much that we think that we have if I think that I don't have a lot of money I don't want to give if I feel like I don't have a lot of time because I'm busy even though someone else might come to me asking for my help I am reluctant maybe I don't want to give I don't have time to help you I don't have time for your issues I don't have time to listen right and yet this woman she was faithful even when she was in need. It says in Luke 21, And he looked up and saw the rich putting their gifts into the treasury, and he saw also a certain poor widow putting in two mites. So he said, Truly I say to you that this poor widow has put in more than all. For all, the, all these out of their abundance have put in offerings for God, but she out of her poverty put in all the livelihood that she had. So the Lord is not looking to the quantity that we give whether it be money or, or time or whatever it is that we're giving. He's looking to our heart and our intention, and we are giving out of what? If I'm giving even while I'm busy, when I'm struggling, when I have little time, and I'm still taking time out of my day to serve God, taking time to go to church, taking time to help other people, the Lord rewards this. This is the characteristic of a faithful steward, someone who is doing according to the commandment of God, even with low resources. 
And the same, of course, is, to, is true with tithing as well. Not to look at the little that we have, but the Lord said, even if you have little, give little. And if you have much, give much. But don't stop giving, because this is God's command. Another uh, characteristic of a faithful steward is that they are burdened with a sense of responsibility. Always a faithful person is not wanting to throw responsibility on another person, to assume that another person is going to take care of something, to wait for other people to act and kind of step to the back of the line, hoping not to be seen so that they would not get selected or chosen to do a kind of service or a kind of work. That is not a faithful steward. The faithful steward is the first one to volunteer, the first one to see that something needs to be done and to take action without even being asked to make sure that it gets done. The perfect example of this is Nehemiah. Nehemiah, who was an Israelite, but he was living away in exile, serving the king um, in exile. And when he heard that the city of Jerusalem, its walls had fallen, he became very zealous. He said, how is it that I can live here while the walls of, of my people have fallen, which then will allow all the enemies of Israel to come and to destroy? And even though he lived far away, he didn't think to himself, well, you know, someone else will do it. There's already people living in Israel. I'm sure there's somebody competent enough there in Israel that knows how to build, that they will build the wall. It's not my problem. It's not something, I have my own issues, I have my own problems, I have my own stresses, my own life, I'm here living in exile. The king wouldn't even allow me to go if I asked him. All these excuses could have come to his mind, and yet, actually, he felt so motivated and zealous that he needs to be the one to take on this project, that he went to the king, and he prayed, and he asked God to grant him favor in his eyes, and, he, and the king granted him all of the lumber and the materials that would be needed, and all the resources needed, and allowed him to go back and to travel to Israel and to rebuild the wall. So God placed it in the heart of Nehemiah to be a one who was a faithful steward, that even though many other people could have stepped up, but nobody did. And yet it was only Nehemiah who took that um, leadership action. Finally, the last point I want to mention, the characteristic of a faithful steward is someone who leads God's people to know him, to know God, leads the people to God, someone who, who brings people to God. An example of this is uh, a king by the name of King Josiah. He was actually a very young king. He was a child. Um, and during that time, because the previous kings before him were very wicked, um, all of the people had stopped following God's commandments. The law actually was gone. They didn't, people didn't even know what the commandments of God were anymore because all the law had been lost and the people had, were worshiping idols. Nobody was following the commandments of God. King Josiah, though, he was a righteous king, and even though he was a child, one day there was someone who was renovating the temple, and they found in the temple a, a, the book of the law, something that they had not even seen or read up in that time in that generation. And at the time, Josiah began to read the book, and he realized that they were not actually following God's commandments. All the things that God had asked them to do, all the feasts, all the fasts, everything that God had commanded, they were not doing because they didn't even know that these were what God had asked of them to do because they did not yet have the law. Josiah's reaction was he was so upset that he tore his clothes when he realized that they were not following the commandments of God. And so then he, re he worked to restore back again the true worship. It said in 2 Kings tw 23, the king went up to the house of the Lord with all the men of Judah and with him all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the priests and the prophets and all the people, both small and great. And he read in their hearing all the words of the book of the covenant, which had been found in the house of the Lord. 
He, he didn't say, you know what, well, I found this book. It's nice. I'm going to put it on my bookshelf. No, he found the book. He read it. He was cut to the heart. And then he didn't only seek to serve God himself and to obey God, but he felt it was his responsibility to make sure that all others around him, that the entire kingdom, and it says people both small and great and priests and everyone would, would hear the book of the law and he read it out loud so that everyone would listen and everyone would um, obey it. So a person who is a faithful steward is also one who wants other people to grow closer to God. They feel responsible for the salvation of others. Instead of just saying, you know what, whatever this person done, that's their business. Yes, of course, obviously in the end, each person has freedom to choose their own path and their own life. But it is my responsibility to guide. It is my responsibility to advise. It's my responsibility to make known the truth. So that then when the people decide, they are deciding based on knowledge. Yes, maybe people will choose to reject God, will choose to live life however they choose, but it is my responsibility to make it known, to give them that option, to make them realize what is true and what is false. So finally, we've spoken about several uh, characteristics of the faithful steward. God asks each of us here in the church to be faithful stewards in our families, in our homes, in our works, in the church, in our service, in everything that we do in all our relationships. We can learn from this example of the parable that the Lord gave today, the parable of the wicked vine dressers. God is giving us all things so that we can be faithful with them, so that we can return it to him again, so that we can grow in its fruit so that we can multiply it and then offer it back to God and back to his people and glory be to God forever. Amen.